This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Bro Gang, we are joined by the Adidas Admiral, native of Darwin and author of On the Origin of Spezial, the Trainer Titan, the Krep Kaiser, the Don Dada of Deadstock, Raja of References, the Archive King, the Matchmaking Mara, Trabs for me lads, the Gum Soul Geezer, the King of Casuals, the Acid House Head Honcho, founder of brand consulting agency Darwin Design and chief curator of Adidas Spezial, Gary Aspen. Gary, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little bit worried about the King of Casuals title. You oh, just no. threw at me there. Oh. There's, there's there, a lot of there, people better qualified for that title than the, I am. Who is your King of Casuals if you had to anoint someone? Um, a guy called Derek Turnbull from Blackburn. Oh, yeah? So we're just ignorant yanks, right? What's he up to now? What's Derek up to? Derek Turnbull, I think, works fitting people's alarms at their houses because he's an expert in security. <laughs> Is he doing it in head-to-toe CP company? He was at the private view last oh, night, sick. and I actually introduced him to Paul Harvey, and uh, that was quite an interesting conversation oh, to yeah. hear. Because sure. yeah, He was the first person I saw wearing a Millie jacket back in the, um, probably around 1989, which he'd procured on one of his many, many, trips over to Switzerland. Mm, yeah. A master of acquisitions. Just, just sightseeing. Yeah. A master yeah. of acquiring things. <laughs> yeah, well, Whoa. it got to a stage in the early 90s where if you were under the age of 25 and you had a Blackburn passport and mm. you were coming into Manchester Airport from Switzerland, you were getting pulled over because it was, such yeah. a, it was such a big subculture here of working class kids traveling to Switzerland yeah. and Austria and Germany, basically for Adidas trainers and designer clothing. Yeah. Just to hunt down the Johns. They were hunting and wanted. gathering. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. I mean, it's kind of in some ways, it's I mean, it was it was the nineteen eighties and, and there was this kind of Mrs. Thatcher was uh, the prime minister and there was a recession and they were always pushing this kind of entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> yes. And uh, yes. These, business. Blame these, the politicians. These, so these youths <laughs> from the, the Northwest certainly took that on board and went <laughs> out and made made it their own. And it was a you know, like um Real Rovers. Yeah, well, it's funny because, you know, someone like we did a panel talk in London last week and they were asking me about the stockists that I got CP from in the late <laughs> 80s. And I'm like, What's the like this guy's, there's this guy's attic who lives a few streets from me. He had like, he had so much of it up there. But, yeah, you know, that, like... Was it an undercover Bobby asking Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but, well, the thing is, the, 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 the um, places like Switzerland and Austria, the trainers would be out in pairs. So mm. it was just like, you know, and you could get these things called interrail tickets, which yeah. cost about 120 pounds at the time. And you could just go to a, a, the local post office and get a passport for seven pounds, which was almost like a paper passport, put a photo in it and, you, you know, like go off around Europe for a month. Yeah. For, Ride like, the rails, and, baby. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that was um, very, you know, very kind of... No, what's the word? Uh, I suppose entrepreneurial, go, entrepreneurial, <laughs> but also kind of you know these places were exotic. These yeah, you know kids are coming from a you know, working class kids. Yeah, working class kids in an industrial area that is now a post-industrial area, mm-hmm. you know, because the 80s is when all the kind of industry and the manufacturing started to close down in these yeah. places. So there's post-industrial towns all over the UK that are similar to Darwin and, right. and Blackburn. Speaking of which, thank you so much for hosting us in your, your hometown of Darwin. No problem. The first thing we want to do, Gary, is a little fit check where you are going to walk the audience at home 
through the, the totality of your outfit. The choice for you is do you want to start top down or you want to start bottom up with the trainers? Uh, I can start. I can go bottom up with the trainers. Not a cop. That is a correct answer. There's the, only one correct the, answer. The, the, the trainers are... Um, uh, these 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 are a prototype sample of Special that are an unreleased sample. Oh, wow. um, so then I'm wearing. It's good to be the king. Burlington socks, which are uh, Preston Burlington socks. I've always I've been wearing Burlington socks since the eighties. Then I've got a pair of vintage Levi's. Um, I've got a I've got a T-shirt under here, which is the charity t-shirt that's been done for the cp exhibition in darwin which is there's a, a huge line for those the other night yeah so these are to raise money for a local charity to build up to, that's setting up a new Good thing we didn't ask for free ones we would yeah. have like real assholes there's a big problem with youth homelessness here so yeah. they're setting up a new hostel so this t-shirt's from that and that's underneath my cp company sweatshirt of course and then this little gilet i'm wearing is also italian <laughs> by a Brand called Brunello Cuccinelli. Oh, we're familiar. So, fancy, fancy. So, yeah, it's a little fancy. <laughs> and, uh, you could have it as a treat, you know. Yeah. And, and this is a cashmere Burberry scarf. I see a GMT uh, on there, right? Yeah, That's a, there's a there's a Rolex, a Coke and, GMT. What year is that from? Do you know what? I ought to know that, but I'm you not. Should. I'm not a watch train spotter. I got this from a guy <laughs> called James Dowling, a watch, who, who, watch he, watcher. Yeah. who is a watch train spotter. Right. He wrote a, uh, an amazing book uh, about Rolex, okay. and I've got a friend in London, a guy called Michael Koppelman, who has been. He's he's he's. He's been the guy that's distributed Stussy for Europe oh, since, wow. since the eighties, and he 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 works with Supreme, and he's the guy that brought bathing it to the UK. Oh, so this guy's like the, he's a legend. The he's, he, yeah, but he's a very understated legend. If you, you know, know, you know. As we say, yeah, Michael's a, Michael's a man, and 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 Michael introduced me to James. James is this kind of wealthy. Uh, old English gentleman that lives in Hampstead, and I I wanted a Rolex for my fortieth. So Michael's like, speak to James, and he and he he said, look, take this and wear it for a week and oh, see, see you like. See how it feels like, like for a spin. Like, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he, he knew I would <laughs> come back. He knew I would yeah, come yeah, yeah. back. Did, your, did it did it bring up old feelings? Maybe of, yeah. You know, no, the old no, 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 no. I was never one of <laughs> right, those right, right, guys. Right, right, yeah. And um, and and so yeah, so I, I bought that for my fortieth, which apparently has gone up quite dramatically oh, in value now. Absolutely, sir. And my cap is a, a Spezial cap. The haircut's by Tyler Johnson. Yeah, and, Tyler uh, Johnson. Yeah. yeah. There you God. Go. And me. can't forget what are the pennies? Yeah, the underwear. The underwear. Oh, what, what, what is it today? It's uh Boxers. Boxers. Boxers, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Brand unknown. No, no, it's it 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 is a known brand, but I can't even remember the name of it. I I've I mean buying Ralph boxers again recently. Oh, yeah? I always wear boxers. boxers when you yeah. say that's a win for the boxer boys over here, when you say vintage. Like what qualifies as vintage to you? Because we were talking to Nigel Kayborn and he was saying it has to be from like the 60s is the earliest yeah. before he can qualify. Not vintage. 20 years or whatever. Well, he's a lot older than me. So he can say yeah, what he he's, like. he's like 20, 20 years you're a senior, I would say. Well, it's, it's funny because he inspired I, Austin Powers. I, 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 bought, I, bought, um, I bought a CP, um, a, a, an Explorer by CP Company recently. And I, I had an Explorer. I've had a couple of Explorers. and But this one I, I was particularly won me over. And it was from a guy called Ollie who does Too Hot, which is where he sells mm -hmm. a lot of vintage brands, particularly CP company. And, um, and, and, and it's like, you know, it's 2007. And it's like, <laughs> so it's like a vintage CP jacket. And I'm like, <laughs> oh 2007 feels like about two <laughs> yeah. minutes ago right, right, to me. Right, do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. The 90s feel about two minutes ago right. to me. But I have to put that in context because, you know, when I was going out clubbing to the Hacienda in mm -hmm. 1988, 
I was 18 years old. If right. someone had come to me and said, like, harking on about how good it was in 1978, yeah. I'd have been like, get out of here. I'm not like, Shut 19, so that's Shut like up, a Mick Jagger. Yeah, that's like a million miles away. You know, 1968, yeah. I wasn't even born. You know, like, so 20 years to me now seems like, well, that's oh, well, it's, it's, age, yeah, right? early 2000s, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird what time does, isn't it? But vintage, uh, you know, I mean, these these are... I mean, I, I I just go to the Levi place in London, and I mm. always get them tapered at the bottom here, and because uh, got to show off the trainers. You can't have too much pooling, you know. That's it, especially <laughs> not with running shoes. Yeah, right. Well, I believe look. that is a complete fit check. Yes, Gary. there you go. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. Let's get to the meat pie of the pod, if you will. We <laughs> okay. had a delicious meat pie up the road at the tea shop cafe. Yeah, there you go. Smacking. Love to support local businesses. We our time here in the UK up in the north mainly, is uh, coming to an end. You know, we are going to go to the pub later today to celebrate a successful week with mm -hmm. our boy Enrico, the Shout original Gabagool, front and center in the Darwin <laughs> Library Theater. Yeah, we finally are potting in front of an audience. This is like a live show of, for one. What we want to know from you is what is the best fit for us to wear to the pub? And let me just say, we asked this of Goldie, and he said that wearing what we wear now, we look like two fucking cops. Yeah. We get our asses whipped yeah. if we showed up looking like this. He also said that it didn't matter what we wear yeah. just because of how we look. <laughs> yeah. No, you'd be... You, you'd You'd be all right. You'd, you'd struggle with the footwear, though, guys. Yeah. You'd struggle with the footwear. That is definitely not northern footwear that <laughs> you're wearing. The, the yeah. fancy like, cami on boots? Yeah. That yeah. And the, and the kind of the elasticated Chelsea boots. No. No, 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 no way. No way. <laughs> we need I some mean, trainers. Yeah. You, you, we need some Yeah. yeah. Adidas trainers for sure. Yeah, we'll give, we got to yeah. dress. Yeah. We, yeah, uh, yeah. Size yeah, 10, size there. 9. There's some, uh, yeah. Some nice, <laughs> nice suede shoes. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, definitely not Chelsea boots. Definitely Oof. not anything slip on. <laughs> no way. And, and and stay away from anything basketball related. Okay, really. sure. No one does basketball shoes in this part of the world, <laughs> apart from students. No Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> no Jays. <laughs> what about everything else though? Like yeah. the big pants, like he's in the jeans, I'm in the big pants. Like no, you're all right with that. Right. You know, he'd get, he'd, get a, he'd, he'd get a bit of respect for the Neil Young t-shirt. Okay. That's I was for sure. yesterday, but I had <laughs> you know, a Because, you know, one thing about Tony Wilson from, uh, Tony Wilson, the guy who was the kind Ledge. of founder yeah. of Factory Records, you know, he used to talk about kids from Manchester having the best record collections. And that's a similar story around here, really. You know, not, not that, yeah, not that people kind of care about record collections like they used to do. You know, to me, I used to go around to people's houses and yeah. it was almost like the measure of the man. Sure. Let's see what, let's see what you've got here. Do you know what I mean? Where now it's like everyone's got everything because it's Spotify yeah. or Sting, whatever. what the fuck? No, yeah. I'm <laughs> Gary, you founded a thriving subline within the Adidas footwear umbrella in mm. Spezial. Mm. But at the same time, you claim to not be a sneakerhead. How are those two things? Like, how do those butt heads? Yeah. Well, it's a very different um, culture with the Adidas culture in the UK. Mm -hmm. Sneakerheads, it's like, first of all, the term sneaker is an American term. Sure. And Trainers. It's, yeah, it's rooted It's rooted in American culture. Sneaker culture in America really is rooted in basketball. Mm -hmm. It's fair to say. Yeah, yeah 100%. And, 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 and so in the UK, the, the subculture that followed football is, you know, they, they embraced tennis shoes they embraced hiking shoes they embraced flat gum soles handball shoes handball <laughs> shoes but that, you know, shoes but the thing with handball shoes that's part of the reason why we christened the line Spezial right. because I remember going to a, a small independent sports shop around 1983 after school and they just got these bright blue suede shoes with, uh, with, the with, gum three, sole. Yeah, yeah. with the gum sole and three white stripes with Spezial written on the side and you know, they were 
gobbled up by <laughs> kids around here, you know, but like that had never but, seen handball ever, right? Yeah, they didn't yeah. know what handball was. Right. And and that's 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 the sort of philosophy that underpins what I do with Special is this idea that these things were designed for a purpose and mm -hmm. a function, but they they are adopted and repurposed and recontextualized by kids who make them their own. Right. And so, you know, like Adidas used the term special for a lot of specialist sports shoes. Mm -hmm. But like I say, handball has no relevance in Lancashire. Right. Like right, yeah. or very, very uh, there'll be somebody out there going, well actually it doesn't the mean. Guy, yeah, the there'll guy. be that one guy out there. So but yeah, you know you playing handball with not but, any of your friends. But yeah. they sold bucket loads of, right. of shoes that were designed to be worn for handball. Um, so, so, so yeah, I mean, when I say I'm not a sneakerhead, you know, I, are you, but you're talking about the American phenomenon of people that are just like hoarding, yeah. buying every shoe and the hype cycle. Yeah, and, all, and also, you know, like I, I, I joined Adidas in the late nineties. I've been, you know, I was, Buying dead stock shoes through the nineties, I've started wearing trainers. Dead stock, yes, yeah, trainers through the through the sort of from the late seventies through the eighties, wow. and, and and you know, like it, I've I've watched this thing, this phenomenon, kind yeah. of yeah, become Snowball. become a phenomenon. Yeah. yeah, because in the eighties, I remember going to fashion college and I designed these kind of anoraks and I put trainers on my fashion illustrations. <laughs> this was in 1988. The, the lecturers thought I was from another planet. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I was designing based on what I was seeing going right. on around me. Because the only, the only people that yeah. wore trainers in the 1980s were kind of like hip hop kids and football casuals. Like B-boys. Yeah. And I mean, I was a B-boy, yeah. you know, and in the, in, in the, in the early eighties, but the B-boying thing died out in the UK in 86. Anyone that tells you it didn't die out in 86 it's there was like a brief it was window. Not, was not there. Yeah. It died and then it reemerged in the early 90s because the Germans kind of kept the thing alive. And one of the guys I used to dance with, a guy called Evo, he, he, when we all got into raving and acid house, he got into kickboxing and he stayed super fit. <laughs> he was a, a little younger than us. And so when he came back out dancing, he used to dance with a crew called Street Machine from Manchester. That's like who, the best crew, right, in your opinion? Street Machine, yeah. like, set the template for modern b-boy. Right. Like, and any, any, anyone who knows anything about b-boy knows, that. of course it came from New York. Of sure. course it came from the Rocksteady crew, but all the stuff that kind of happened with the power moves, mm -hmm. that was, that, that street was machine. street machine. Can you and, still, uh, what are your moves like now? Yeah. I still got flavor and style, yeah. right? <laughs> but, but my like, lower back's oh, yeah. shot these days. <laughs> but you need yeah. your son to like maybe get the spin started for yeah. you. Yeah. But 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 I think that you know the term sneakerhead it, it kind of like pigeonholes you into this thing of like you know the resale thing. What I don't like right. about about sne sneaker culture, if I can call it that sure. nowadays, of course. is the fact that it's become. Purely an exercise in commerciality. 100%. It's the value of the product is based on its financial yes. value. Mm -hmm. Where actually, for me, there's that, you know, there's in life, there's ways to get paid outside of money. Sure. And for me, I like the idea of people interacting with products and engaging with products and having experiences with products. Right. You know, I have those memories of that, that Armani sweater right, I had right. in 1987. Yeah, yeah. And when I walked into in the pub and all my friends kind of gave me props for wearing it. Those things Sweet. matter. And that's one of the things I love about Special. Right. Is that when There's still I go, romance in what well, you're, well, you're doing. Well, when I go to yeah. watch football... <laughs> People are wearing it. Yeah, yeah. They're engaging with it's it. It's not in yes. a box in a closet. Yes, it's desirable. But you know, when when I hear about oh, you know, the key the KPIs are based on <laughs> how, what the resale value was. 
that 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 doesn't make something valuable to me. The the mindset I come from was you wanted that pair of shoes that other people didn't have. Mm-hmm. Where now it's become kind of pigeonholed into this kind of there's a kind of six must have shoes sure. that you, and if you don't have one of those shoes and it kind of I don't know that's and and I may sound old saying that and no. I don't, I don't care if I do but that's the mindset that I come from. Do you know what I mean? It's that thing of finding that shoe in that color that other people don't yeah. have and people going, whoa, what are those you're wearing? Do you, do you know think I mean? there's, do you think there's ways to fix these issues in sneaker culture where it is such a financial mechanism or is it kind of just hoping that people uh, shift yeah. values to more about sentimentality versus I, I think that's, I, I think that's going to exist and it's going to continue to exist. There's no question about that. It's too, you know, it's, it's big. Billion, it's, billion it's, it, it's a juggernaut. Yeah. yeah. But within that, what I don't like is the way that it gets kind of, there's this kind of very globalized version of what sneaker culture is when actually it's multifaceted. I love the regional. Yeah. Regional is exactly that. You know, one of the things that I find interesting is localized fashions. Mm -hmm. And I think we all do, you know, what, what do you want to do? Travel to every major city in the world. And it's just the exact same stores there. And if you look at all the stores that actually, have real kudos and meaning, they seem to have strong localized identities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, roots. Yeah. Look at Supreme. Supreme, it's like they really play on the whole New York mm-hmm. thing, you know, or, or, or you know, like acne in Scandinavia sure. or, yeah, or, yeah. or look at, you know, Visvim in Tokyo. Like they, 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 they really play on these strong localized identities. And I love localized subcultures. That doesn't mean I don't like somebody else's culture. Right, right. I just, I, I just like celebrating that, you know, these pockets of culture. Realness, you know, I think yeah. what you guys witnessed last night in Darwin oh, yeah. is a very different experience to a lot of kind of brand openings or brand exhibitions that are populated by people who describe themselves as influencers. I've never there were, seen there, there was no, like there, in New York. You don't, you don't see that. There right? was nobody in there last night that would call themselves an influencer. There was nobody in there last night that cares about uh, having a huge social media following right. or how many likes there they moment, get. There was a moment where a bunch of, a bunch of blokes were uh, gathering and I think they, they brought your son in. They were like singing a football song or something <laughs> and like get, getting a huge group photo, not a selfie. And we were like, yo, this is fucking sick. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Should we jump in not, there? Not no. influencers, <laughs> but people who are influential. Yeah. But the, but the thing is that, that, they they don't care about right. that stuff. They don't. They're, they're into their they're into their thing. Yeah. It's it's like this is our culture. This is our thing. This yeah. is well, like a family. I want, I want to ask about the the super regional um culture that we're you know guests of currently. But yeah. when, when you're when you're curating and designing for Spezial, yeah. How do you walk the line of like honoring football culture with the references and everything without and the history without sort of fetishizing it and making it like. I don't know, giving it too much, putting it on too much of a pedestal. Yeah. Well, you, I, if you look at every film that I've done for Special, I never overtly reference football. I mean, we've used a football player for the CP collaboration. That's Luke first, Shaw, right? Yeah. yeah, Luke Shaw. That's the first time I think we've there's been anything that overtly references football. I mean, the last Special film I did was with John Power with an original piece of folk music playing in Abbey Road Studios with a kind of a guy wandering around the Cotswolds having an out-of-body experience mm-hmm. with a folk music soundtrack. <laughs> right. Like, how do you explain that that appeals to football yeah, fans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing, you know, the way I look at it is I just don't do things that offend football fans. Mm-hmm. I just present something that's aspirational. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I don't like it when I'm when I'm in Adidas meetings and they go, oh, you know, I'm Spezial for the Terrace customer. Right, the, right, right. And I'm kind of like, well, Blondie McCoy wears Spezial. Yeah. 
and Gareth Skewis from Palace were special. And like, you know, like somebody from Adidas said, Jerry, Jerry Lorenzo um, requested a bunch of special shoes this season. And it's kind of like, you know, I like the idea that people take it and make it their own. Right. So if skateboarders were special, I'm good with that. Yeah. Sure. At the same time, if football casuals were special, I'm good with that too. You know, Going back to what we were saying about sneakerheads versus uh, sneaker like culture, yeah, sneaker culture. And you, but you were culture saying like, I don't describe myself as a sneakerhead. I, you know, I, I'm somebody that's worked with Adidas, who's ended up with an Adidas collection. The people that are Adidas collectors in this country, on the whole, there's the odd guy. Like there's one guy from North Manchester called Degsy, who's got an amazing vintage Adidas collection, who's been getting vintage Pumas recently. Mm, okay, but but like. It's a different mindset because it's kind of like when you're chasing down vintage shoes, it's like people who are, they're connoisseurs. Yeah. Right. It's like, you know, that that shoe is not necessarily going to have a high value on stock X. Right. It's just that one of one shoe that was made in Yugoslavia in the 1970s. Yeah. And it's kind of like, but it's a very select group of people. But yeah. It's a, quite a sophisticated. It's a fraternity. Yes. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, a sophisticated audience. And these guys are connoisseurs. They know the product really well. And it's not about the must have hyped up shoe it's right. about you know oh wow there's a pair of adidas leisure yeah. shoes there that like i've never seen before yeah, yeah, and yeah. i'm going specific gonna... things that move their heart and mind yeah exactly and 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 so you know a lot of those are like sneakerheads to me are people that are don't necessarily have a loyalty to any particular brand although saying that a lot of sneakerheads have big loyalty towards our friends over in America with the swoosh. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I don't even whatever. No. I think I've seen that. Before. You know yeah. them guys, yeah. yeah. But but uh, <laughs> but but you know, but 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 the you know, like in the UK, you have this. I think you've got the highest concentration of Adidas collectors in the world. Even you know, you've got, and there are pockets of it all over. In Germany, there's sure, there's, there's you know guys like Quart and. You know that, that there's people over there that are collecting, and in Russia, and mm -hmm. you know it's it's kind of like UK Northern Europe thing, um, and and it's not driven by basketball culture. Mm -hmm. You know, like when when I was into when I was a b boy in the early eighties, you couldn't get Adidas superstars here. So I, I meet people sometimes. They go, yo, I was there back in the day rocking my <laughs> shell toes. And I'm like, no, you weren't. Because <laughs> if you think you had shell toes back in the day, yeah. nobody had You said you didn't see a, I watched the video. You said you didn't see a pair of shell toes until like in the 90s, right? Or? No, it was the late 80s. The first 80s. time I saw them in the flesh was a shop called Geese in Manchester. And they were bringing them in. I mean, everyone talks about Duffer St. George bringing superstars into the UK. But Geese, Steve Caton at Geese in Manchester was bringing them in as well. And that's they were the Run DMC yeah. collaboration. And that was the first time I saw a pair in the flesh. Although I'd seen many, many videos sure, of, 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 you know, US graffiti Beastie writers. Boys and, and, you know. Yeah. And so, and so we, DMC, you know, yeah. we'd, we'd seen all that. But to, to us in the UK, B-Boys in the UK, Gazelle. Right. Adidas Gazelles were. That was were, like your were, shell were, That was yeah. like the go-to shoe. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, yeah. When you were first uh, developing Special at Adidas. Yes. Did you ever like, did you ever think or hope that it would develop such a crazy cult following? I could never imagine that that would happen, really. It was, uh, you know... You, and did you, you have a moment where it kind of hit you where you're like, oh, shit, these yeah. guys have, like, some juice? This has legs. Well, sometimes, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I had a situation, one, a funny one was, like, because it originally started, it was a... Because, you know, Adidas didn't ask for me to create the mod trefoil. Mm. That 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 was based on a graphic that was uh, on a sweater that uh, on an image of Adi Dassler, and mm. I basically kind of like 
tweaked that graphic. Uh, and when when I when you when you do a graphic, the the um, the Adidas legal team need to know where your references are. Sure. When I showed them what the references are, they're going, "That's a Deutschland Football Association. We've had a relationship with them for seventy years." So, like, you can't do this. So I had to go back to the drawing board. The suits, and, man. The guy yeah, and, 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 yeah, but it's cool. But, but, but you know, the, I mean, they're protecting their brand more. Everybody has to. But they, but they, um, but so I went away and played with it and put the sort of reflection of these three triangles underneath, and it's like, wow, it looks like a modernist version of the trefoil. Yeah. And some Liverpool supporters took that, put it on a banner and took it to all their European games. Oh, wow. And that was the first That's season. So then other fans, like, this is you know, Liverpool fans are still influential. You of know, course. they're off on their own tangent. Liverpool always has its own version of like, you know, you can spot young Liverpool has long hair, mm. technical John outdoor heads. clothing, John heads, John heads yeah. yeah, yeah, cat wigs. Yeah, but, you, don't uh, know, the, the, you don't know if they're going camping or going to kill you, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, so, so they took this banner around Europe and then we took a Spezial exhibition to Moscow. Mm. So we're in Moscow and these guys come up to me, <laughs> huge Russian guys come up to me and say, uh, we are the CSKA ultras. We would like, to, we would like to make a banner using your, your graphic in our team colors. And I'm like, do whatever you want, yeah, guys. I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm absolutely fine with it. Sure thing yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they even asked you. Go yeah. off, King. So, yeah. yeah, but it was cool. They were respectful. Yeah. And then they, and then they said, and we would like you to come to football as a guest of the Ooh. CSKA ultras, right? Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm a long way from home here yeah. I'm in Moscow. So I say to the guy from Can't Adidas, no. I'm like, what do I do here? Yeah. And he he was like, you have to go. Yeah, you have, you have to go. Our legal you, team can't like, protect you. Yeah. Anymore. They're, they're like, they're, they're like, they love, they love your products. You cannot disrespect them. Sure, you have to go. So I'm doing interviews at the exhibition on the Monday afternoon, and then these guys turn up, and I get in the car with them. <laughs> they put a bag I, over your and head, and I'm like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, before you go anywhere, I just want to be clear. I'm not a football hooligan. Right. Can we just get this straight yeah. before we go? Right, you think right, you're right. like taking some English I'm hooligan out here, like, and and they were like. We're not hooligans. We're ultras. They're, they're like, the hooligans are a different thing mm. here. And like in Russia, I mean, they're guys who like train for kickboxing. Or, they're, they're, yeah. they're, it's, it's just a, a different thing. It's a whole different ball game. And so, you know, I went to the game with them and it was an amazing experience. I mean, I spent the first 45 minutes just doing selfies with all these <laughs> Russian, <laughs> Russian guys. You know what I mean? Did they, make you, they, did they make you get tattoos on your knees? And shit? <laughs> no tattoos. I don't have a tattoo on my body. I'm pleased <laughs> to temple. say, no, but they were, but, but they were super cool. And it was, and it was a good experience because the football there, it, it you know, it wasn't, it felt much more like football used to feel here, you know, like, Premier, like raw, more raw. Yeah, it or? was raw where people weren't, you know, people, you know, like, it's like people would, it felt like it almost used to feel when we, when it was football terraces. You Versus know? now where it's more commercial. Yeah, because I mean, now you yeah, the Premier League is like, I, you know, I've got friends of mine who are like, you know, guys who've been casuals for years and they started going watching non-league football. Because, oh, really? Yeah, because they can have a beer while they're watching the game and <laughs> yeah. it's kind of. You went when to it's the Champs to, League match, uh, Man U versus Villarreal and you can't drink. Yeah, and it's 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 just a Sucked. yeah. It's kind of it's, it's an amazing it, match. It's a it's a whole sober. yeah. It's a very it's a very different thing to what it was right, when yeah. I was growing. It's literally up. sobering. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, you know, like it was a working class thing. You yeah. know, as a kid, my dad used to drag me along to watch Blackburn Rovers. Where it, you've noticed the weather here, it perpetually rains, yeah. and it would be like the <laughs> longest ninety minutes of my life. I used to <laughs> I used to have to take yeah. Off. I used to have to take the like, damn it. I need the, some the, Italian the, sportswear. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah the, we used to take the 
whack. the washing up ball out of the sink because I couldn't see over the wall to watch the oh, game. So and I'd on stand it. on it on my tiptoes, <laughs> just getting rained on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, Brutal. So, so, but it was, you know, it was very different then. And there's, there's some things about, you know, about modern football that are great. And there's other things about where that were, that have been lost. But, but it, was know. that moment in Russia where you were a long way from home, but people are coming up to you asking to, uh, you know, use the, your work. Is that when it hit you? That's yeah, the whole like, like, holy moment. shit. Like, got one, boys. Yeah. Uh, this thing's going to work out. Maybe, because, I mean, what's interesting about Russia yeah, is like, that, that, going up. That they're more, they're far more interested in British style than they are in American style. American, sure. you know, like American. Well, except when blue jeans, you know, helped defeat yeah. communism. That was, yeah. that was kind of <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, it's like, um, you know, like hip hop's become the driving force in global culture. Yeah, There's no absolutely. question about that. And it's still leading cultural and, art and, form. And it's, yeah, but it's and, but it's a music driven culture. Mm -hmm. Casual culture in the UK is like, you know, it's 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 very difficult to explain that to people. You know, like how do you explain? You know, like I remember, like especially speaking to American people, sure. because there's not a lot of things within American culture that are comparable to it. Right. Not you at know, all. like for me, casual culture, it's like it's the attitude of punk. Mm -hmm. Coupled with the sensibility of mod. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like clean living under difficult conditions, mm -hmm. which is, you know, which is no, which is the same mindset as kids in the Bronx wanting to wear gold chains yes. or whatever, but it's much more kind of understated here. It's much more subtle. It's much more nuanced mm -hmm. than, you know, but funny, I, I remember interviewing Ken Swift from the Rocksteady crew in the late nineties. One of my kind of child, like well, I, he was one of my heroes when right. I was a B-boy. I mean, Kenny is, he's know, up the, there. The, he's, he's yeah, for me, he's the ultimate B-boy. I mean, you know, the king. And, 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 and I remember meeting Kenny and interviewing him and talking. And I was like, why did Adidas and Puma become as popular as they did in the US and he was like because they were European they felt mm. so, they felt sophisticated yeah, sure. to us aspirational yeah aspirational and and that was my mindset with Special right I was like you know what I, I've the tonality of this everything about this the brand identity of it I want it to be super European sophisticated yes just have that you know and, and so like I looked at um because I was in all these meetings when we were talking about doing special. I was in these meetings and I'm going, Yeah, we need a premium archive line that's kind of, you know, and it <laughs> needs to have a strong brand identity. <laughs> and then eventually they went, Okay then, go do it. Yeah, and, yeah, I, and yeah, I went, yeah, and, and I came out of the room and I went, What does strong brand identity <laughs> even what does that even mean? Uh, but but the thing I the, the, when corporate the, speak backfires. Yeah, but yeah, but then, but then but yeah. then I well, was we like, back. But then I was like, you know what? I was born. I was born in Bull Hill Hospital in Darwin in 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 1969. Good year. And, and I yeah, nice. and I grew up in a two bedroom terrace house. My dad worked in a mill. My mum worked on the markets. It was a working class environment, mm -hmm. and everything that that I do that informs everything I do. My identity. That's what formed my identity, and so I took that philosophy and applied that to Adidas. Mm. It's a German brand. It was born out of Germany. And I looked at, you know, the philosophy of Adidasler. And, you know, when I first joined Adidas, they used to say to me, if you're ever in doubt, ask yourself, what would Addy have done? <laughs> and it's a good kind of, w it's a good yardstick for what's, what's right for Adidas to be doing and what isn't right for Adidas to be doing. And, you know, like Spezial was a kind of, you know, it was born out of the fact that in the UK, you know, some of the collaborations they were doing that were working really well in some of the other territories we're not resonating right. here because of this subculture that is so entrenched here. Um, 
you know, which Adidas and CP company. Are so, so why do you think, so why, why do you think the Adidas Spezial and the CP company collaboration, why did that make sense in your head? Um, well, I've worked on a lot of collaborations for Adidas, you know, some of the stuff that I've worked on now in hindsight, you can see how not only was it influential within Adidas, but it was influential within the sports industry as a whole. Hmm. So like back in 2003, I did a bathing ape collaboration, right. shit, which I was very <laughs> instrumental in getting mm -hmm. off the ground. But the reason that collaboration was as strong as it was is because it was underpinned by a genuine relationship. And so there was a trust there. Mm. It wasn't, hey, you're cool. Right. Hey, we're cool. Let's make some money Let's together. Get it together. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, what you see today. Well, right? Of course. Yeah. Like, Collabs that make zero sense. Yeah. Whereas every collaboration I've worked on, and I've worked on quite a few. How many do you think? Like, <laughs> oh, God knows. I mean, 50. you know, I worked on the. 100. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no, I'm not nowhere near that number, but the ones I have worked on have mattered. Yeah. Sure. There you go. So like, you know, like, matter. for example, the 35th anniversary of the superstar, right. I was, I was the, at that point I was heading up Adidas's entertainment right. team. And, you know, I put forward the idea of doing consortium mm -hmm. and consortium still exists to this yeah. day and consortium. I was saying to them, look, the people that are holding these small independent boutiques have as much influence as a lot of celebrities do right. and right. start. So like, why don't we start partnering with them and doing small runs? That at the time in 2005, that was like, no one did that. Like, yeah. yeah, because if you were going to do a special colorway, it needed to be for thousands of units right. for a big chain. And so to do that, it was like, that was, you know, that was kind of visionary stuff. Now that's kind of standardized. Norm, it's what yeah. everybody in the yeah, industry yeah. does. So there was a consortium and then there was a music series and I was heading up the entertainment thing. But it was like, what are we going to do here? We're going to do just a bunch of people from hip hop culture or are we going to show how the superstar touched lots of different areas of Absolutely. culture, British guitar music, American rock, dance music with Underworld, you mm -hmm. know, like, so, so, so uh, you know, th they're all... To me, they're, they're, I'm very proud of a lot of the work I've done because I, I think a lot of it still stands up. Yeah, and and this CP CP company Adidas Special collaboration, it was born out of a genuine relationship. Right, right. So, like a few years ago, Adidas worked with CP company on a previous collaboration, mm -hmm. and there had been discussions about that being with Special. You know, and L Lorenzo really wanted to make it with Special, but then the you know, for, for various reasons, sure. it, it, it ended up kind of being done just as an Adidas, Adidas proper, yeah. Um, collaboration, yeah. you know, and, 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 and it was, and it, it was Paul Harvey was wearing one of the jackets last night. Mm. This to me was like a dream to work on Adidas Special and CP company together because one, it was underpinned by genuine relationships, you know, Lorenzo's a friend and Rico's a friend, you know, like, and, I'm I'm a fan of their brand. Right. I know their brand. You wear it. You own yeah, it. You and collect so, it. So and and so to work with them on on this collaboration, it, it was, yeah, it's legitimate. Mm -hmm. It's bona fide. There's so much fake stuff out there now. Yeah. You can you know like people living their lives on their phone screens and that, you know like what we did last night. That was an experience for yeah, people. A moment. That's something. It's a moment, exactly. And yeah. that'll stay with people. Sure. So to do this collaboration, I was like, you know, this is like a dream for me. And, still besides and, yourself. And I've got to, like I've got to make, uh, this has got to be good. You know, <laughs> yeah. this has got to be good. You can't fuck uh, up. Especially no, since no. Your, your entire hometown is like watching you. Yeah. You know, but, like but it also, but it also, you know, it was also about being respectful of their design of language and being 
tying in with the fact it was her 50th anniversary. Right. So when it came to doing the jacket, I had to, um, CP company had to make some concessions. And when it came mm. to doing the shoes, I had to make some concessions. Right. But because there was... Sorry? Push and pull with them. Yeah, yeah because... Give because, and take. Yeah, so like with the jacket, Paul Harvey originally talked about wanting to do something like a four pocket based on M65. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, but the M65 is an American military jacket and the design language of Spezial is really more rooted in European stuff. Right. And one of the jackets that I've created in Spezial is the Haslingdon jacket, which is based on a British Lakeland walking jacket mm. from the 1970s. It's like a you know, that was the foundation of where that jacket came from. So I was like, if we're going to do a four pocket jacket, I would like to do it, the foundation of it to be a Haslingdon, mm -hmm. but then to see where we can, we, you know, we use CP fabrics, we put a CP liner into it, and then we look where else we can find ways. So it's like, it's got a detachable hood. Mm -hmm. Let's use a classic CP hood on there. Let's put the lens in there yeah, and dual brand the lens and then put that little cheeky sort of pocket, the seam yeah. zip pocket on the sleeve. So it's like, it's, it's, it's a genuine kind of mix of the two brands. Yeah, right. And the camo that we used is an Italian camo from the 1970s. So it's, it goes back to right. the 50 year story. And then with the footwear, I wanted to do. It's a very Italian looking shoe. Well, yeah, colorway. I wanted to, I wanted to do the Adidas Winterhill SPZL, which is a shoe that, that, you know, I've done a few versions of in Spezial uh, because, you know, it's a very winterized mm -hmm. kind of, you know, heavy, it's not, it's not heavy to robust. wear. So you need it's that, robust. You need that That's the word. That's the word. Robust. Thank I'm you a professional. for that. You're Thank welcome. you for that. No, no worries, guys. It's free and, one. Uh, <laughs> it's, and, and, um, invoice you. But then, but then, you know, they, and, and like, I, I'm sort of like with Paul Harvey, I'm like, you know, far more about, about <laughs> yeah. military jackets, how to wear work wear than I ever will. Yeah. You I know, don't know I, if anyone I, knows more than Paul yeah, Harvey. And, uh, but when it comes to Adidas, trainers right. he's like gary that's you yeah like, tap in bro like yeah so 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 like you know it's like you say it's that give and take thing so i was pushing to do the winter hill and then it was like it came back from C cp company we want to do an italia one because the name of the shoe obviously <laughs> two because it was a shoe that originally came out in 1971 mm -hmm. so it fits in perfectly with the 50th anniversary and um and the previous adidas italia reissues you know, like I thought we can improve it. Yeah. We could, and which is what I do a lot of the time with Spezial. I've we, gone back to certain things that have been yeah. reissued previously. You know, like I, I'm very much about getting the specifications right. If you're going to bring something back. And so I got several versions of the Italia from around that. Cause I, I, I've got a couple of versions. Sure. I've got a friend called Digger who's got an incredible, incre yeah, well, <laughs> in Digger, Digger Das. He's got an incredible, <laughs> incredible vintage Adidas collection. Yeah. So he he pulled a couple of his out, and we also got a shoe, uh, a made in France Adidas Rom, which had the um, the kind of plastic piece on the top of the tongue, which was a feature that was used on a few made in France models mm. around that time, like the Adidas Newcomb had that on as well. And so, and he had this weird mix of it had the sort of the plastic piece on the top of the tongue, and then it had this like f these like flock stripes. So I was like, let's kind of try and kind of do something that sits somewhere between a classic Italia mm -hmm. and this amazing made in France rom, and then sort of bring the Italian colours into it, yeah. and then the dual branding, and we have something really interesting here. And the thing about it is, people go, well, they're releasing a white shoe in October. It's not the time of year to be doing that, but it's like. 
you tell, it's, that's a 50 year old shoe and yeah. it still looks incredible sure. and it's design is as valid as a brogue or a desert boot or, and that's the beauty of Adidas's design language. Classic. Yeah. You all, know, all like timeless. Yeah. Well, that was Paul Harvey's <laughs> idea about putting an extra set of outsoles in there. Yeah. Because he was like, let's put an extra set of outsoles in there just to give people the message that this shoe will be still be valid in yeah. 20 years right, time. Right, right. And you can go get the thing resold because, <laughs> yeah. because it is, it is absolute timeless classic design. And, you know, I think a shoe like a, a, a gazelle or a Stan Smith or mm -hmm. an Italia, they'll still be valid in 30 Samba. years time. 40, Samba. Yeah, exactly. You know, they'll still be valid in 40 years time. And there's, you know, there's something about wearing those type of shoes. That's kind of, it's just something cool about them, isn't there? You Soulful. know, like the, the term cool <laughs> is, you know, if you only define cool, it's not breaking a sweat. Yeah. Yeah. You're not trying too hard. Literally. Chill. You're not trying to, you're hard. Hard. You just, you know, you're like, yeah, it's like, whereas, you know, you see that the guy who's like head to toe in all the latest hype products and it's like, oh, please. There's a certain guy in the Adidas family who famously said, when you try hard, that's when you die hard. <laughs> Mr. West. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, can we talk about like, so, you know, the CP company 50th anniversary, we, we are in Darwin right now, which yes. a lot of people might not even know where this town is on the map. Like, what yeah. is the relationship? What is so spe what's so special about the relationship between the town of Darwin and specifically in CP Company? Not just North, but like your hometown. Well, Darwin sits in the borough of Blackburn. Okay. This is a very economically deprived area. It was, um, it's in the top 10, Blackburn's in the top 10 poorest towns in Europe. Okay. But once upon a time, the real estate in Blackburn was the most expensive in the country. Oh, wow. It was the hub of the textile industry globally. So to celebrate the history of this area, we the, there's been a, a thing that's been created called the British Textile Biennial. And a couple of years ago, I got involved with that and we did an Adidas Special exhibition in Blackburn. Uh, now, Bearing in mind, we've taken the Adidas Special Exhibition to Moscow. We've taken it to Paris. We've had it in London. We've had it in Manchester. We never got a response like we got when we took it in to Blackburn. It captured people's imagination. Were you surprised? Or? I wasn't. Because, I mean, when I originally proposed the idea to some people <laughs> inside the company, was I kind of... Adidas legal team was like, mother, this motherfucker again. <laughs> it's like, it's like, like, where the fuck so, is... So you want to do a marketing activation <laughs> in one of the poorest towns <laughs> in Europe. Good idea, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> See you that, later. How about that strong brain yeah. identity, yeah. chap? Yeah. But, but <laughs> I, I was determined to do it because I care about my hometown. I'm passionate about my hometown. And uh, so I ended up saying, look, I, I've got, got 3,000 vintage Adidas shoes and I'll get money from the Arts Council and I'll do this exhibition whether you get involved or you don't. And, right. and, and Adidas UK were like, no, we want to get involved in this. We, um, you know, we'll, we'll put some money behind it. And, and what was interesting about it was we made it a, a hub for a bunch of cultural events. So, you know, like, like I said, Tony Wilson used to talk about how culture needs hubs. Mm -hmm. You know, whether that be punk rock coming from Malcolm McLaren and Vivian Westwood's shop on the right. King's Road or Manchester coming from the Hacienda right. nightclub. You know, so what we did, we created a hub there for Adidas fans to get together. And, and, it's and, and that's real community. Yeah, interactive. Yeah, it's not just a kind of, you know, a forum or a chat room. It's people from those forums yeah. meeting in real time. It's not just an Instagrammable moment or whatever. Yeah, it's a and, real, and, like, and, and, and there's... 
And there's not many brands that can do an exhibition like that. Adidas is one of them. CP Company is another right. one of them, which will, you know, and we have people flying from the US. We have people flying from all over Europe. Mm -hmm. We have people flying from Asia to come to Blackburn. And it's like, you know, it, it, was a ra it was a radical thing to do, but it was massively, massively successful. In 10 days, we had like 21,000 people Damn. through the door. It raised a lot of money for a local homeless charity in Nightsafe. So it kind of like we had the blueprint there. Sure. And then the pandemic happens. Yeah. And so there was no British Textile Biennial last year. And then this year, it's like, can we get it? Can we get one again in October? Because it was all a little bit touch and go because, yeah, of, the, because of the COVID situation. I'd been talking to CP Company about um, about the jacket and the collaboration, the shoes, and they'd said we, you know, we're considering doing exhibitions in Hong Kong, Milan, and London. I said, please, not London, <laughs> Darwin, anywhere yeah. but London, yeah. Darwin or Blackburn. And they were like, the thing was, four years ago, they 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 kindly invited me to be in a film called Eyes on the City, mm -hmm. which is on YouTube. And they were they were sort of asking different creatives to represent different cities. Mm -hmm. And they'd come to me because they wanted me to represent London. And I Were you living in London at the time? Yeah, I have a house in London and oh. a house here. Okay. So little so, so, so so basically <laughs> I so I I'm, so I said, I'm really flattered to be asked to do this and I'd love to do it, but it wouldn't be an honest story right. if it was just me in London because sure. my connection to CP company comes from Lancashire. From the north, yeah. And you get called so, up by your homies. So so, so we come up here <laughs> and Lorenzo, Lorenzo Hosty turns around to me and says, is this stage? <laughs> like, everybody is wearing CP company. Teenage kids, like, yeah, yeah. grandmothers. I like, know, no, like, but no, but they saw a, a, a significant Granny number. Granny in the goggles. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. But they, they, they had a significant number of people wearing, they, they witnessed it themselves. Yeah. And I think they went back to Italy with that memory. Right. So when they talked about doing the exhibition in London, I said, you do it in London, but it's kind of, it's a, just another brand event right, where yeah, a lot yeah. of hipsters turn up and have a free drink. And, <laughs> Fucking hipsters, yeah, like and, or, or whatever, you know. And, and For a like, slider. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, like if you do something here, yes, it's a post-industrial area. Yes, it's economically deprived, but you know what? It'll be meaningful. It'll matter. Mm -hmm. It'll mean, and, and Yes, Enrico has to stay at a highway hotel, yeah, but and, it's and, worth and, it. you know, and, when, and when you think about the, the philosophy of, of Massimo Wasti, the founder of CP mm -hmm. Company, it's it it's it just it's just so in keeping, right? It's just it's a so bullseye thing, yeah. And and you know, people are like, how have you convinced CP Company to come here? I'm like, they didn't take any convincing, right? They got it right away, and Close so them, yeah. And and so I was like, there's a thing we have the British Textile Biennial. Since we did the Adidas exhibition, the Textile Biennial and the local council here have been saying, you know, can we do something else? What can you make been happen? Fiending, yeah, yeah. Because I've been saying to them, you know, like. They're like, how can we regenerate this area? Right. And I'm sure you've got these areas in the US of as course. well, you know, like, and I'm like, culture. Mm. Culture is essential to regeneration. Like, if you look at Manchester, it's regarded as the number two city in the UK. Sure. Mancunians would say they're number one. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but, but, but it doesn't have the second biggest population. Okay. The reason for that is because of culture. Sure. Manchester is a cultural hub. Yeah. And, you know, there was recently that thing of, you know, the best cities in the world to to live in. San Francisco was number one, Amsterdam number two, Manchester was number three. Yeah. London was 13. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Fuck and em. so, 
So culture needs hubs. But the thing about culture is if you break the word culture down, it comes from two words. Call. Cultivate. <laughs> Easy. Let me finish. <laughs> Don't interrupt. Cult. Class in session. Cultivate and nurture. Oh, mm. okay. That's where the word culture's origins are. What CP Company are doing here is they're further cultivating the relationship they have mm-hmm. with this area and this country, but they're also nurturing their existing audience. Right. Mm. Instead of Which going, you know what, we need to expand. We need to kind of, right. we, we need to hit the hype kids. We sure. need to get the, you know, we need to be nah. reselling. The, the biggest, not, shiniest store in London. Or yeah, no, it's Double like, it's like the no, there's these fam. people who've loyally followed and supported Supporters. our brand for decades now. And maybe the roots of that come from, you know, young shoplifters going, <laughs> traveling to Europe. But that, and, and maybe that's how it was introduced to this area. CP but, company's finally getting paid back, man. Yeah. And, and the thing about, <laughs> but the thing was also, you've got the, you've got the, the element of the guys who are my age, who are like old school casuals who were there last night wearing the vintage pieces. Sure. But you've got this whole new subculture, which are young kids, teenage kids. They're wearing technical sportswear, predominantly black, mm. a little bit of gray moral, maybe. CP company, they're all into working out. They're all like, which is not Training. a very British thing to do. Right, right. right. They're, they're all really into the <laughs> Besides gym. Besides curling yeah. pints. They're, and they're, they're, they're into heavy techno. It's like, it's, it's, and, and you know, they've got the kind of barbershop haircuts. Oh yeah. It's, they're faded as fuck. You know, like my, exactly. <laughs> Your you know, kid had one of the best fits last night. Yeah. We, we both, yeah. We, both we were remarking on his cords, great corduroys. Yeah. And the, and the, the <laughs> and gilet the, or the, the vest. Yeah. Yeah. But he was, and he was wearing the eye tour through sweatshirt. Yeah. But my, you know, my he's son, kidding. my son's got this kind of strange mix because my son is a skater. Oh, nice. So he's into skating. Hence the baggy ass pants. There you go. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, but it's kind of, but he's also like for years, like I, I used to kind of dress him like a mini me. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and now he kind of comes home and he's yeah. like, he's getting his own style now. Sure. Some, like, you know, I, I go shopping with him and, he, and he'll pick things up and I have to kind of bite my lips sometimes. Yeah, sure, Because yeah. <laughs> I'm sort of like, like last week we were out, I'm not going to name the, the brand, but he, he, he picked some jeans up and I was like, Get them if you want some, but don't wear them when we go up north. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but, there are but some no, true but, religions. He, but, and, and, but he laughs, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But but yeah, he's <laughs> he, he has this kind of like mix between, you know, these two different sub- generational thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does, because you Does know. he ever roast your style? Yeah. Uh no, he doesn't, actually. He thinks you're he cool. Um Hold I'm, do, I'm doing Gary. all right. I've got, yeah. I've got, I've, I've got him to the age of 14 and he hasn't kind of abandoned <laughs> oh. me yet. You're about to, you're about to go jump into the abyss. Yeah. yeah. No, no. J- James Lavelle once said to me, he said, you know, I got to, pick, he said, it's awful. He said, I'm my girl, my, 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 my daughter's now like 15 years old. And when I go to collect her from school, she tells me to wait, <laughs> yeah, oh, wait no. to the end of the street. You look like a nerd. Yeah. But, uh, but it's no, he's, he's, he's cool. Does with he my ever style. put you onto any like yeah. dope shit, anything that like he sees and then you, he like introduces it to you? Well, um, yeah, not clothing wise, not clothing wise. It's more, it's more to do with things you're still like the, you're still the Jedi in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, like he's, he's, he follows things on YouTube and stuff, you know, like, so yeah, yeah. in some ways he's a good way to kind of a good barometer for what's yeah. going on. To stay because, connected. Cause I'm an older guy, you know what I mean? I'm an older guy. And like, I have a, I have a, an instinct for things that I follow, God. but like it's, I don't think it's my job to have the, my finger on the pulse. Is sure. he showing you how the kids on TikTok are dressing and how do you feel about that? 
yo, you can I don't really it. have an opinion on that. You I'm going to stay neutral there. You could dust off the old dancing skills and become a TikTok yeah, you star. Could, you know? Look, look, TikTok the thing about it is it's, it's a broad church. It's whatever makes you happy. <laughs> yeah, you know what sure. I mean? Like <laughs> I say, I like the idea of there being diversity in, in subcultures and localized subcultures. I don't like the idea of homogenized right. global flattened, so, flattened so, culture. Yeah. Just where like, you know, you can go to a, a brand launch in a store in London and it's, you'd see exactly the same thing that you'd yeah. see in a brand launch in a store in LA. Or painting, right. what, painting my numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's, 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 there's kind of no, there's, there's no fun in that. There's no yeah. interest in that for me. Well, it's yeah. not your own identity. It's you just kind of like yeah. buying into the thing. identity that's been produced for you. Yeah. You got it. Been sold to you. Really. You got it. And that's the thing about casual culture. Like the people who are into it are very protective of it. Cause it's almost like if you, if you try and market hard at that mm -hmm. in, a, in an overt word, they, they, yeah, they just walk. Smell the yeah. They just walk. You know, what I, what I do with Special is very nuanced. It's very nuanced. You know, like those, when I talk about like, a folk music soundtrack. Yeah. With John, like John Power was a member of the Lars. The mm. Lars were like a very, very important band in Liverpool. Liverpool's a very important place when it comes to British street fashion. Do you know what I mean? It's all intentional, like you said, very Yeah, because that's, yeah. that's what casual culture is. It's, it's our streetwear. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, our yeah. streetwear. You know, the streetwear, there's the kind of streetwear with a capital S, which is... Born out street, of born, street fashion, we're yeah. Born about. out of skate yeah. culture right. and born out of the whole Har it's an Har industry now, the yeah. old Harajuku thing in Tokyo and the hype thing. And and I'm fluent in that world. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've got friends. You know, I I know Hiroshi, I know <laughs> Kazuki, I know Shim from Neighbor. I know those guys. You know sure. what I mean? And uh, like, I'm fluent in that world. But I, like I say, it's and I and I dip into it. You know, I wear a little bit of Vizve more. You know, mm -hmm. like, but I'm Ooh, but I'm but okay. I'm sort little of big fucking flex alert. <laughs> Is that a flex? Yeah, this is very expensive. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> so is Brunello. Yes, but, it is. Yeah. Mamma mia. <laughs> but, but I, but, but yeah, I, you know, like, uh, but I, the thing is with me, with brands, I, 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 I select certain, certain pieces that, that work for my, I'm, yeah. I'm, and it's I'm, called I'm, having personal styles. What yeah, we're it's, literally it's, talking it's about. the Gary style, not, right. you know, the style that you're just, again, painting my numbers, like, or accepting what is being pre presented to you. Yeah. As a giant cultural historian, that can is able to connect all these dots and knows like the through lines that have brought us to this point in time. The DNA. Mm. Who are some British style icons that have always inspired you? Oh my god! We asked Goldie <laughs> yes, this question too, and it's interesting to the to you get know this the style icons that influenced me were not are not famous. Okay. They were people that I grew up around. Like that. That was what was interesting for me when I when I you know I studied and got a degree. And, uh, you know, my course was fashion based and but very graphic based, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I, I have a design degree. You know, when I, when I started doing Spezial, they were like, you know, but you're not a designer. I'm like, well, I have Massimo Oste was a graphic designer. Right. I'm not saying I'm Massimo Oste, but you know, like, <laughs> yeah. but, but what I'm saying is if you know about design, you can apply sure. those processes sure. to other things. But I said to this, it's not, like it's not a designer mm. you need. It's a curator. Mm. I have a deep brand knowledge so I can, I know which elements to pick out of that. Right. But if I was to talk about the people that were my style icons, like say I went to college and I, I moved to London mm -hmm. and there's, you know, when you go to fashion college, they tell you to read all the fashion magazines and you get there and then you meet the people who are behind the magazines and you think, you like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of them, head, dude. No, but some of them, I'm like, you know, like, how can you tell 
Like, like how are you dictating right. people's style? You don't even know how to dress, I'll, I'll you, dress you yourself. Aren't that you know? much different nowadays. <laughs> yeah, but but I was but but it was but it was kind of disappointing, you know. And then I know guys who were you know like who are working class guys right. who work in as tradesmen. That are getting and fits off like crazy. You, you get me? So yeah. that and, and so you know there were there were these guys who were like a few years older than me growing up. Like there's a guy from Manchester, Benji Reed. Benji, Benji Reed was. A member of a crew called Broken Glass. They mm. were Manchester's original b-boy crew. He's a for me, as far as body popping goes, he's the greatest <laughs> body popper I've ever seen. Oh, shit. And you know, but every time I would see Benji, I'd just be like, there's moments, even now, you know, I remember that in the Hacienda in Manchester, mm-hmm. they did a hip hop all day. You don't hear a lot about this. In 1986, it was the first hip hop all day in Manchester. And I remember Benji Reed showing up there and I can remember everything he was wearing to this day, you know, and that's how much of an impression it right. had. Like, you know, I was saying at that panel last week about the first time I saw Derek Turnbull in a, in, in a, in a Millie Millie mm-hmm. goggle jacket. It was like one of those moments, you know, Benji walks into Hacienda. He's got a short red duffel coat on. He's got baggy cords, similar to what my son yeah, was wearing yeah. last night. He's wearing a pair of green Adidas gazelles. He's got a, he's got a, a denim shirt that's untucked and, 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 you know, he's got his glasses on a string and he just looks killer. Right. You know, and, and like, and there was another time at the Tropicana club and he walks in and he's got his Burberry rain hat turned inside out <laughs> with a brim pulled, pulled up and, you know, like, and, and he's got, you know, the, the Burberry jacket and, you know, like, and I remember kind of like, just moments growing up. Like, like seared into your Yeah, you'd brain. walk through the Orndale Centre and you'd see two kind of, you know, Jamaican kids from Moss Side where like head to toe in Burberry with like, <laughs> you know, carrying walking sticks or just like golfing umbrellas. Up. Just looking, just killer, you right. know. And, and they're the people who I look at and I go, yeah, you know. That's what's informing. That's yeah. what's influencing or informing yeah. you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's more. Real like, people. Real street fashion. Absolutely. You know, and, and not like, the celebrities, not the men, yeah, yeah. not the glossies. No, not real. Re- not, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are, with casual culture, most of the bands that we listened to in the 80s didn't look like they didn't look like us. They didn't look like the right. audience. It right, was right. only when the Happy Mondays and the Stone Roses right. appeared that you started to get bands that actually looked like the audience. Mm. I mean, I was over the moon that Sean Ryder and Bez from the yeah, Happy they were Mondays there last were there night, right? last yeah. night. Because to me, I remember when the Happy Mondays first came out and friends of mine would say to me, like, there's this band from Manchester and they were gazelles. <laughs> and it was like, what we, we don't us. we don't care what, what they sound like. Yeah, yeah. They, they wear the sucked. shoes that we it wear was, and they got the haircuts that we've yeah. got. And that was and, and you know, and, and in it's some an ways bonus that they were good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and you know, but the Happy Mondays, like they had like record company guys coming up from London and saying to them, yeah, but you know, the right. thing with you guys is you sound all right, but you need to get an image. Mm. <laughs> and they're like, get an image, like, fuck, fuck off. Yeah. 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 This, you <laughs> this know, is the image. Yeah. That, you Piss know, off. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Gary, I need to ask, man, Go you're on. an avid collector, an avid hunter gatherer of, you know, reference, whether it's, uh, you know, reference pieces or just stuff that you need to have because it touches your soul in some way. Your personal archive is the stuff of legend. How many pieces are in your personal archive? Well, I don't count them, but I always <laughs> say roughly 3,000 pairs. Good but, give or take. Yeah, and but also there's a bunch of other stuff in there now because I have an archive of apparel that I've used mm-hmm. for reference for right. Special. Yeah. So I'm always picking up apparel 
references. Um, you know, and I've got things in there like, you know, I remember in like doing the track jackets for the Beastie Boys tour and they were all personalized track jackets and they all signed them. And I have a full set of every Incredible. one of those, you know, so I've, I've got a bunch of stuff in there, but it's about 3000 pairs of shoes. But the thing about it is I could have a lot more than that <laughs> in the position I'm in. Right. Right, 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 right. But it's kind of like, I'm selective about what I put in there. You're curating. Well, because, uh, it, because, because it's like, you know, it cost me a fortune yeah, right. storage. storage. Yeah. So as, as a gauche American, I must ask, what is the most you've ever spent on a pair, on a single pair of sneakers? Um, nothing too crazy. Probably, uh, I paid 450 pounds for a pair of Adidas waterproof. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, I don't ever spend crazy, crazy money, especially being in the position I'm in because I'm surrounded by shoes all day. And yeah, I have you're been, sick of it. I, no, no. I'm, not, I'm never sick oh, yeah, of it. On, never man. sick of it. Let's, but you know, loafers. <laughs> yeah. I was an employee for Adidas for 10 years. I've been self employed for, you know, nearly 13 years. I've been with Adidas in different capacities mm-hmm. for nearly 23 years. I've been surrounded by shoes. I've watched this thing morph into what it, the phenomena that it is yeah. now. And, you know, I, I never intended to collect. I just used to keep things that for posterity or stuff that I liked. And, you know, and I, yeah. And then, and then I'd leave, you know, I put them in my mum's attic and then before I know it, my mum's attic's full. And then I'm like, that's because, you know, space is a premium in London. You know, I didn't have a house back then. I just had a little apartment. And so I, 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 um, you know, I, I accrued shoes over the years just from projects I worked on. Right. And then when I first joined Adidas, this is interesting. I think it's interesting. <laughs> you might not. But when I first <laughs> we'll joined you know, Adidas, we'll when I first back. joined Adidas, the there wasn't an originals division. Mm. Right. So they would, you know, you go to the global marketing meeting and they'd be like, This is a sports brand. This is not a fashion brand. And then the originals division came along. And it was a very small range. I worked on the global launch of Adidas Originals with a face magazine in London. And and so I worked on entertainment for Adidas, entertainment promotions, it was called then. And then it went to non-athletic promotions. But back then, the only people that Adidas paid were, were athletes, yeah. sports people. We, our currency was products and relationships. So I employ some of my old skills from the 90s. Mm. I kind of had to get my hustle on. Mm. So what I would do is I'd go to the Adidas sales force and say, hey, do you know any small independent sports shops that are sitting on old stock? Oh yeah, yeah, we got this, you know, this one up in Kentish Town here. Do you think they want to swap it for new stock? Oh, I'm sure they'd love to. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in the basements of these sports shops, digging. getting, yeah, di- yeah digging old stuff. Yeah, and then and then I fill the. Um, I had a couple of like cupboards in the office that I would just fill with vintage stuff. So someone like Noel Gallagher mm. or J.K. from Jamiroquai, they'd be mm-hmm. like. I don't care about getting a free pair of shoes. Yeah. I want that pair of shoes that no one else has got. Right. So I had these like cupboards of vintage shoes that, so people would be like, you got to go down the Adidas office. He's got these cupboards full of vintage. So I would, I would go out of my way and spend time and energy finding vintage stock. Right. And through that vintage stock built better relationships with these people. And then as Adidas started to grow and the range started to get bigger, it was kind of like, you know, it's, 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 in many ways, it's easier nowadays, but back then, like it was finding products, yeah. you know, and Adidas at the time, they were still making stuff under license in Argentina. Mm-hmm. They were still making stuff under license in South Korea. 
So it was like, I'd go to global marketing meetings and I'd be racing around trying to find anyone from a licensee country. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, oh, you're from Adidas, Argentina. Uh, do you like Oasis? Yeah. <laughs> I can, if you can send me a couple of boxes of those kind of Adidas Quest stars, I'm going to get you a signed gold disc. Right, right. And like, and so because, yeah. there, because there were no systems inside the company sure. for me to be able to buy those products. So it was all, you had it was, to connect the I had to sort of exchange yeah. and, and yeah. trade. So like, super, on steel. like in Tokyo back then, the only place you could get superstar ones on the planet, Tokyo. Yeah. You speak to Clark Kent. He always talks superstar <laughs> one. It's got to be the thin tongue. Yeah. Superstar ones. That was the only place you could get them. The only place you could get Stan Smith ones, Tokyo. Mm -hmm. So I had a relationship with the guys in Tokyo. I would go over to Fuji Rock and then the guys in Tokyo would be like, can you send me some Stan Smith ones and some superstar ones? And yeah, to some people, it's just a superstar. It's sure. just a Stan Smith. But to people who are- Who know. If you know, who you know. know it's yeah, like, oh my God, he's got the ones with Stan's face on the tongue. So it was kind of, you know, I, I was having to kind of hustle to get sure. these products because product was, like I said, aside from relationships, product was the only currency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when it goes to your personal archive with apparel, is there a grail piece that you have never managed to yet hunt down? A on white the, whale of sorts? On the apparel side, um, I mean, it would be nice to have a vintage A15 leather tracksuit. Mm. That would be nice. I mean, they reissued the the uh, the A15 Many but you years want an OG. Ago. It would be nice to, because the funny thing with that. You rework those I, Argentinian connections. Yeah, right. Well, well, well an interesting, <laughs> interesting story with that one. Again, I think it's interesting. <laughs> uh, um, the, the A15, I remember in the early 2000s when the, the originals division first started, I was like, you got to do the leather tracksuit yeah. again. And they were like, leather tracksuit? And, 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 and <laughs> like, yeah, the leather tracksuit. They went away. They looked through all the catalogs. They came back. They said, there's no such thing. I was like, Believe me, there is. I <laughs> if you, you were around hip hop, if you, you were around hip hop in the eighties, <laughs> you'll know they existed. Run the MC one. Well, they're not in any of our catalogs. The reason they weren't in any of the catalogs is because they were a US thing. Mm. And so I then had to try and find one. And then there's a guy who's an artist from the UK called Ina, E I N E, quite a famous artist now. But Ina um, used to go into a Levi's shop where my girlfriend at the time worked. Who's, selling vintage Levi's and he came in and he's wearing a vin uh, like a, an thing. A15. Amazing. Yeah. And, and she was like, my boyfriend wants to meet yeah. you. <laughs> and, yeah. he came, right here. and he came in the office and, uh, yeah, he, he agreed to let me photograph it, but he said, we have to make a gentleman's agreement that this, uh, this reissue will not be the same. There'll be some differentiation some. between the re reissue and my yeah. jacket. So I was like, all right. So the first leather tracksuit that Adidas did was not a one, one to one, one of that. Have you seen another one? Yeah. The and, then I, okay. and then I met a guy from Scandinavia who had one. Okay. And he was like, do it one-to-one -one, please. Cause I want another <laughs> oh, I one. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well I kept my word with Ina. <laughs> yeah. I keep my, and I keep my word with you. So they did do a one-to-one of it, but it would be really nice to get a vintage one. But that's, that's the beauty of the history is the fact that, you know, I'm saying like about the air 15 leather tracksuit and they're, they're just like, you know, they don't, they, they don't know because yeah, never heard of because it. a lot, because a lot of product was made under license. Yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah. And I found, you know, and this is going back to what I'm saying about homogenized globalization versus localization. Sure. 
brands want to get a, a, a globalized identity. Spezial is a very odd little kind of cul-de-sac of Adidas, really, mm-hmm. because it is quite regional. Sure. It is quite regional. It's it pure. is. And, 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 um, you know, we, we, uh, I mean, we did that amazing trip to Argentina as well. Yeah. Speaking about licensees, that's a, you know, that's a this, great video if anyone wants to tap in and yeah, yeah soul searching awesome. in South America, yeah. which is quite funny because we did the original trip down there, and that was like because M- mind blowing. Yeah, because also, but it was risky. Yeah, because we convinced Adidas to pay for our flights down there to take a film crew and a photographer. We you don't know what you're going to get. We don't know what we're going to get. It could have been ice skates in those blue boxes. <laughs> could have been rugby yeah. boots. Yeah. I'll let you in on a little trade secret here. <laughs> we had two huge old holes full of vintage shoes on that trip. Because I'm like, if we've pay, if we've case. got Adidas to pay for all yeah. these flights, we got to get a film out of this. Yeah, sure. We got the, in the there. We're thing. like, we're, I don't think we're going to need these yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it was it was <laughs> off the scale. Yeah, off the scale. And you know that whole the whole story of that. And the funny thing was, people when the film came out, people are going. Oh yeah, it's just an Adidas marketing ploy, and and like my business partner Mikey turned around, and he was like, "If this was a marketing project, <laughs> we're the greatest marketeers yeah, on the right, planet right. to make it look that authentic." Sure, and then, and, then, and then you see you see the comments, typical bunch of Northerners over over stealing shoes from an old <laughs> from, from an old man in in Argentina, and it's like, and I'm reading the comments, and I'm thinking, yeah, you lot are all going to see because we're going to make that guy his own signature shoe and we're going to go back to Argentina (laughs) and we're going to celebrate his story. That that story was incredible because it changed that guy's life. I'm sure. It changed that guy's neighborhood. He was in a, you know, it was, it was a kind of, you know, kind of rough around the edges in the suburbs of Buenos Aires. Do you know what I mean? Everybody in his neighborhood is proud yeah. Now, because they get visitors coming from all over the world mm. to his store Incredible. because of because of those hub. films, you yeah. a cultural hub. Yeah, and 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 that's what we're doing here in Darwin. Yeah, yeah. you know, people are going to talk about this exhibition in Darwin for years to come. Oh, we saw kid, like teenage kids just geeking out over the yeah. archive last. You night. could run for mayor. <laughs> <laughs> if this whole if this whole special thing doesn't work out for you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Politics. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, as, as it happens, I've been invited onto a thing called the Darwin Town Deal Board. There so I go. sit with a member of parliament and the local council on that. And I'm sort of, when I first got involved in it, I thought, oh my God, this is a poison chalice. Because, <laughs> you know, like, because I'm not a politician, I just right. care deeply about where I come from. And so, unlike you know, politi- but, unlike all politicians. Yeah, unlike every other politician. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know, but 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 it's 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 time consuming, but it's something that could make a huge difference here. For and, sure, and and because I'm usually the guy who stands on the on the sideline criticizing and pointing fingers. And when they kind of came knocking on my door and said, they said, do you, "Don't talk about it, be about it, Gary." Yeah, do you, do you want to have a voice here? Yeah, it's like, all right, I'll do it. And so sometimes I'm kind of like sit on these Zoom meetings going on. Oh, <laughs> but you know, it's like, knobs. Uh, but I'm talking, you know, I'm talking to him about Darwin and about looking at looking at the town almost like you look in the way you build a brand. Yeah, you, sure. you look at the town in the same way and thinking, what does Darwin represent? Darwin was the birthplace of professional football globally. Hmm. You drive into Darwin, there's a big sign saying Darwin. Darwin is a breastfeeding friendly town. I'm like. <laughs> 
do breastfeeding unfriendly towns exist? <laughs> what, 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 does that, what does that mean? Wait, like, and there's that's no the there, slot, that's the no tagline. There's no, there's no, there's no <laughs> titties for all. There's no, no, no. There's no messaging anywhere to say this is a birthplace of professional football. That Houdini performed here. Charlie Chaplin performed here. Gandhi visited here. Wow. Like. Darwin had the biggest, you know, the India Mill chimney, which yeah. is where Gandhi visited. That chimney is the biggest in the country. Like Darwin's got this like really rich history, you know. Like, Tap into it. Yeah, yeah. People, you know, people here, there was, you know, the, like in the, in my ancestors, it was a cotton famine. Right. It was a, it was a people of Lancashire that refused to work with cotton that came from slaves. They went hungry. Wow. To do that, if you go into Manchester, there's a uh, there's Lincoln Square. There's a statue of Lincoln in the centre of Manchester yeah. because he acknowledged the people of Lancashire, the mill workers of Lancashire, for their for part the right in the abolition of slavery. Wow. That's the ancestry. The right of this hill to place. die on. Yeah, From I mean, Starvation, your passion for Darwin is obviously like tangible, right? And Lawrence and I, we spent a week up here in the north. We haven't been, you know, we we went to Heathrow. <laughs> whatever it's an airport right <laughs> the rest of the time we feel like uh the mancunian culture we we fucking love it we love it up here if we were to go and our time here is coming to a close um we want to take some northern slang back to the u.s <laughs> and try to like import it on your guys behalf what's like cool. some, what's some northern slang that you think we could like try and make pop off in <laughs> yeah. the u.s yeah <laughs> Oh God no! Nigel taught us skadoosh, right? Was that's, that it? But that's his own thing. I think. Oh yeah, I guess that's just him and his skadoosh. Like, get the fuck I out of here! I think it's his own personal thing. Yeah, skadoosh? that's definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm not claiming that. That's some Jordy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Is there some Darwin or, or Northern slang that like? I can't think of one. You, I, I can't think. There, there, there surely will be, but yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't think there's anything I can repeat on a podcast. <laughs> That's fair. We are notorious. He's trying to save friendly. his job. Yeah. All right. Um, last question before we get into uh, some. Oh yeah, a lamp. A lamp. What's a, a lamp? A scruffy lamp. What's, What's a scruffy lamp? A scruffy lamp. <laughs> What is, what is that? that? <laughs> it's somebody who doesn't dress very well. Oh, a swagless, yeah. like a swagless homie. Yeah, so, well, well, no, it's, no, it's, it's somebody. It's somebody who thinks they can dress well, but doesn't particularly dress well. It's like oh, he's a, a scruffy or something. Oh, so the scruffy lamps in publishing. I didn't say everybody that works <laughs> yeah, in magazines. Yeah, 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 yeah. My oh, career, in, my career in PR just ended in one fell swoop. You're welcome, Gary. You are homies with. The God, Noel Gallagher. Here's a, let's settle this debate once and for all. Who has better style, Noel or Liam? Yeah, this is a loaded question. That's a really loaded question. Because <laughs> uh, you know, whoever you say, whoever you don't say is going to call you up and come yeah, to Darwin. Because the Gallagher brothers are going to listen to throwing fits. <laughs> hey, man. I thought you two were my mates. You're just trying to stitch <laughs> well, me up we're, here, we're, aren't we're you? Yeah, we came over to the UK. Yeah. We experienced your hospitality, <laughs> and then we got you to fall out yeah, with your friends. And, the and, and then we got the, we jumped on a plane at Heathrow and said bye. <laughs> no, off back to the scuzzy lamps. Do you think Noel's style is underrated because of how much shine Liam gets because he's the front man? Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't think either of them have got underrated styles, to be honest. Okay. I think, um, you know. Properly rated. No, like, no style has, has kind of changed as he's, as he's got older. As, How as, so? as, 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 as all As all of our styles. I think he's, got, he's gotten more stylish, I feel like. Yeah, honest. well, the funny thing is, it's kind of, you know, like, I, I think back to 
Because a lot of a lot of dress and style is about context. Mm -hmm. When I'm talking about kind of kids from Moss Side walking through the Orndale Centre wearing kind of Burberry or Aquascutum, you know, like that was about context. Right. They were kids. They were kids who were coming from housing estates or tower blocks or terraced houses, taking something that was not intended for them. Yeah. Not targeted Way above their them. Pay grade. And and, and and reappropriating and there's something very subversive about that. But the interesting thing is, like, as you get older, these things that you could recontextualize when you were a teenager you can't anymore. It's like, <laughs> well, you know, when you're 17 and you were in old Youth. men's clothes, yeah. you kind of it looks kind of cool. Youth but then when you get there, older yeah. and you wear old men's clothes, you just like an old man. Yeah. Or even <laughs> worse, the yeah. old man wearing a young yeah. man's you clothes. You don't want that. You then don't you want look like a scruffy lamb, but then, but then you get the, you know, like the, you know, like I, I, I love, um, I love the sort of Italian style. I love understated mm -hmm. Italian style. But then it's the same chic. in Italy, though. You, you have the the very chic, understated end mm -hmm. of it, and then you also there's there's those kind of look at me people that you get yeah. as well. They're they're everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. Some, some, some gauche ass motherfuckers. Yeah, that's what we say. <laughs> Scuzzy land. <laughs> Gary. You, two, you two just came here to kind of gather insults to say, yes, yes. Hey, New York, check what we brought yeah. back for you. We, we, we went to UK and we came back with all these great new insults for you. We've got all kinds of kind yeah. of foul mouth yeah, language yeah, yeah. for you. We are transparent and that was the purpose what of the Goldie, entire trip. Goldie Thank called us uh, Goldie called us some some fuzzy twats or something. I don't like know what he <laughs> it was. There was, it was a he was tired. He was tired. It was a barrage of insults. Gary, you are an unimpeachable legend. Mm -hmm. Things you're doing with Spezial and the CP company collaboration and Darwin are fucking, you know, One second to none. Um, that being said, we are two, uh, you know, loud oafish yanks mm -hmm. here in the old country. And we want to give you some, um, some constructive criticism, whether you want it or not, we're going to give it to you yeah. because we're American. I get, well, listen, I've got, I, I have an Instagram account, so I get them all. Oh, the time. Time. Just my opinion, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did I ask for that? Right. No. <laughs> go on, go on. Take, I'll, I'll take give it, you that because you've been leave. amusing. Take it or leave it. Um, <laughs> we highly suggest you take it. I'll, I'll go first, then Lawrence will go and wrap it up. Uh, Dita Spezial, you know, you're obviously killing it. Every single drop, every single season is just fucking next level. Lawrence and I were big loafer guys. Mm-hmm. Why don't we team up and let us design the first ever Adidas Spezial loafer? Well, it wouldn't be the first ever because we've already done. We do leisure shoes, really. So I'm wow. I'm, all, I'm one step ahead of you Ooh. there, mate. Have you done? That? I mean, but if you're asking for a slip on, you've no chance. It's got to have laces in it. It's got to have, oh. it's got to have laces okay. in it. I can't. I can't. We can't do no slip on okay. loafers. Okay. But you know, Adidas did a range uh, in the sort of late seventies, early eighties called Freizite, which is a probably a very bad pronunciation of a German word for me there, but it's a German word for free time. Okay. And they did, they did these kind of, they're like kind of, you know, like root shoes, like children, you know, like yeah. the, 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 I think you called them in a video substitute teacher or like, yeah, a, like geography teacher. <laughs> yeah, geography teacher. Yeah, the, the, you know, but they are a rude boy. Yeah. That kind of, they're kind of hippie meets yeah, rude yeah, yeah. boy meets casual. I majored in geography. We, let's connect the dots. <laughs> yeah. Here. But that's, but this is the thing, you know, and, and there was a thing like at that time it was like, corduroys with those right. type of shoes and mm -hmm. it's again it's about context yeah you yeah. know what i mean but but i've um a lot of those shoes from the original fries out range they haven't really dated that well hmm. but i i've often designed them in. within spezia where i i take elements right, of right. them and and, and create Updating new products yeah. which are you know and i've i've done a number of of leisure shoes now okay. you know i did the the the, the um 
the Garwin, which mm-hmm. was we, where we worked with Chris Gibbs at Union, and we oh, did nice. a little Union collaboration yeah. on those. Um, a good friend he, of ours, he can vouch for us. Shout out, Chris. Chris is a good what's, guy. What's the little role former play? guest of the pod? What's the little yeah. role play? So I'm gonna be I'm gonna play the part of Gary Aspen, and you're gonna play the part of uh, Adidas. Just C-suite executive levels. You know, all right, guys, we just wrapped up the CP company collaboration. It was a fucking smash. <laughs> Sold out everything. Next collaboration, why don't we do a, a collaboration with a podcast? I know. Yeah. What, what do you think the, the suits at Adidas are going to say? Um, You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably, they're, they're, no, they probably say, is it based in Blackburn? <laughs> um, uh, I guess so. No slip-ons. We're not going to do a loafer. It's got to have laces. Just hanging out with us. I mean, we obviously met before the pod. The pod's been going great. But after like, you know, about an hour and a half now with us, what do you think a, a throwing fits pro model sneaker with Spezial would look like? Well, I've never done a basketball shoe in Spezial. So maybe it's that. I've never it, done that. I, do you know, like I, and, and, and I, you know, but there, there was like, I, I wouldn't be closed to doing a, a, you know, like something that relates to basketball at hmm. some point if it felt right. Hmm, interesting. You know, the thing of, of with what I do is um, I follow instincts. I follow instinct. A lot of the time, and this is part of the problem when you work inside big companies, it's very difficult to do things that are visionary because if you have to get five people to sign off on it right. and it's never been done before, then there's nothing to compare it to. And they're very risk averse. Yeah, Yeah. you know, like I've learned a lot from Peter Saville. I've worked with Peter Saville on a few projects. I worked with him on the... Um, the Adicolor project, which if you you see shoe that he did for Adicolor, and then look at the work that Virgil Abloh does, you'll mm. see like the like where a lot of Virgil's thing came from. The, mm. the Peter Savile Adicolor from two thousand and six. Go have a look at that. Okay. And then I did a, and, and I worked shit. on a Hacienda. I, I worked, yeah, I worked on a Hacienda collaboration with him, uh, with him and Ben Kelly. But one of the things Peter said to me was. Look, when he worked for Factory Records and he designed the sleeve for Unknown Pleasures for Joy Division, mm-hmm. he said that he didn't put a track listing on the sleeve. Now, if that had been at a major record label, right. they'd have gone, there's no track listing on this record. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and, 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 uh, you and, forgot something. Yeah, yeah. You for, and, and he's like, yeah, I don't want to put a track listing on because I want the object to be beautiful. Yeah, of course. Art. Now, you can yeah. do, like, in an indie, so Factory Records went, sure, sure, do it. Hmm. And now that's like right. a revered album cover now so it's very difficult to get things off the ground that are visionary when you've got to get like lots of people sign off on it yeah so um that's be- one of the challenges of big companies yeah. one of the one of the things where i'm in an advantageous position with adidas is they trust me yeah they've seen that consistently over a, you know over two decades worth of work you don't miss I, <laughs> I, i've got a pretty strong kind of you know resume of yeah. stuff yeah. that i've worked for sure. on. your batting average well the heart well your hardest sell of all time if you really want to test yourself might be yeah pitching you're looking for a challenge <laughs> yeah but, but 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 this is what i'm saying about instinct sometimes you can't explain why something is it just is i mean are you, and, is your and, instinct uh, telling you to what are you i know but that's what i'm saying if we're trying to make it about us no, right but now, so, i know you're trying you're trying but i'm batting you off i'm batting you off i'm batting you off you're using your circular british it's kind of like if it's it's got to it's just got to instinctively feel right, sure. right. And and you know like 
Maybe there will be a time. Yeah, Who knows? I, you know, I, I, I mean, the, you know, you, you never know how me, down on your luck you'll no, be. No, but you asked me the question earlier. You know, what's the most you spent on a pair of shoes? It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't actually matter. Mm-hmm. You know, and there'll be people out there. Who go, oh, you get a pair of Nikes that are worth fifty grand. Whatever. I don't care. Right. I don't care about that. You know, like Tony Wilson used to say. You know, it's not about making money; it's about making history. Ooh, and I think it's a and, and you know because Factory Records was a financial disaster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a financial disaster. But mm-hmm. you know, look at the influence that it's right. left. Look at the legacy that it's yeah. left. It made a difference. Yeah. It influenced culture. How, it's a cultural reference. Point. How accurate is Twenty Four Hour Party People? Um, do you know what? I went to I went to the cast and crew screening of that wanting to hate it. Yeah. The reason I wanted to hate it is because in the original script, there was a scene set in Blackburn. Okay. Where Bernard Sumner and Tony Wilson go to an acid house party in Blackburn. Right. Which never actually happened. Bernard Sumner did come to acid house parties in Blackburn. But Tony never I, went. I don't think Tony did. I'm not sure. I never saw him there. Right. Though. I know Bernard <laughs> definitely was there. Right. Uh, but, you know, like, and their researchers contacted me before it because they wanted to get information sure. to, to, to shoot that. And then, and that shoot, that scene never made the final cut. Okay. And in some ways it's, in some ways it's typical of the Blackburn acid house scene. Cause the Blackburn acid house scene was parties for the people by the people. Right. When yeah. the uh, parties without profit, parties without profit, any money that was made from those parties went back into the local community. Right, right, right. I remember like one of the early Blackburn acid house parties in 1988, the uh they 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 paid for riding lessons for for kids at a, at a like a, a school in Blackburn Crazy. like they paid the, you know and yeah. that was all the profit from the and it was it was a way of saying this is not about money for us right 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 and uh and and the the, the week after in the local newspaper they had the headmaster of the school tearing the check oh <laughs> shit they didn't accept <laughs> the money we, we don't want their money yeah wow. because it was so demonized at the time but that was a you know that that spirit of 1988 was, you know, I, I, that that's part when I talk about identity. That's part of the thing that's informed me and informs yeah. what I do. Sure, you know, like yeah, everybody wants to have a comfortable lifestyle, mm. but you know, there's, it's like you know, if if that's all you've, if that's all, if that's, yeah, if that's all, that is, is that all, well. is that all it's about? Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like there's there's, there's bigger things going on in the world. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like absolutely without okay. kind of getting on a, a, a soapbox, but no, it's like, you know, no. like this is a great way. You know, like like people need to start thinking about like sustainability. And I mean, and, we're at the portion now where Gary, you can plug whatever you want. If you this, I I I, I, I don't have anything to plug. <laughs> I don't I don't, I don't peace have, on I, earth and sustainability. I, I don't, no, no, but I don't have anything to plug. But you know, like I say, there's there's, there's I, I I hate the idea of something that. I care deeply about being reduced to just a, a sort of a financial exercise. Right. I, 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 it just doesn't, you doesn't know, I, right and, and don't get me really. wrong. I like, you know, I like business. I like, you know, I like, I like having a nice lifestyle. Right. We all, we, you know, but, but it's kind of like, it's more than that. It's more than that. It's bigger. It's bigger than business, than ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. Well, Gary, thank you for coming on. We appreciate your time matters. Dropping bars front to back. Chef, hit us with that outro music. Yeah.